0: Hey guys, welcome to the special Satisfied series with The Real Life Podcast. I'm so thrilled you are here. For this special eight week series, I've gotten to interview my dearest friends who I look up to, I've learned so much from, and I do life with, and we talk about all the things, all the real life things of how to become satisfied women in different roles and areas that we live in every day. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you enjoy this next episode. Hey guys, welcome to The Real Life Podcast. In this special series, The Satisfied Series, today I have a special interview guest who I cannot tell you how excited and thrilled and honored I am to have her on today. My dear friend and mentor, Jodi Burnt, is on, who is full of wisdom, who is full of joy in the Lord and spends time in His presence. And I just look up to her in so many ways and I'm so thankful that she's here today. Jodi has written... Tons of books, more than you will know, um, and but a lot of them that you will be. Um aware of or that you may know are her praying the scriptures. She has praying the scriptures for your children, for your teens, and one coming out on June 8th, praying the scriptures for your life. Guys, these books are not only so good, but they are ones that you keep on your nightstand and that you go back to time and time again. Her one for praying the scriptures for your children is always on my nightstand, (laughs) and I pick it up throughout the week and pray over my kids. Um, She has four older kids who are grown up, and she has prayed these scriptures over them. And I just look up to her in so many ways. So, Jody, thank you for being on today.
1: Oh, Alyssa, thank you so much. What a joy it is to connect with you. Um, I wish we were together in person, but what a treat to be um, meeting over the podcast and getting to talk to with all your listeners. So fun.
0: Oh, so, Jody, hey, for those that maybe aren't as familiar, I did have you on the podcast. I don't even know when that was now. Within the last year. Know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um, and we had so much fun talking. Can you just familiarize with the audience, where you guys live, what you do,
1: what your husband does? all those things. Sure, sure. Yes. Well, I am kind of, I feel like I'm on the other side of the world than you. You are over there in Hawaii. I'm in Virginia Beach, also not far from the ocean. And and like your family, our family loves to surf. I don't. I don't get wet very often. I don't go in the water <laughs> that much. But, but my crew loves it. And um, yes, so Robbie and I have been married about 30 36 years now. And we have four children. They're all grown. Two are married and two are engaged and about to be married in the next Mm -hmm. couple of months. And then we recently welcomed our first grandchild, a little baby girl named Mm -hmm. Noah. Um, And we um, are super excited about that. So it's been very fun to watch our family grow. And it's been a delight to be able to, as you say, uh, write these books. I never intended to write books. It's just interesting how our plans so rarely reflect what, what God has in store, but his are always better, aren't they? It <laughs> might not be what we expect. But yeah, it's been really fun to be able to share scripture that way through the books. So thank you again for having me on.
0: Oh, I've been looking forward to this all month. And Noah
1: has her own surfboard, right? Yes, she does. Like yes, four she months. Does. Not much bigger than a boogie board, but uh, her great-grandmother had it custom-made and she uh, yeah, she will. She will. She's already been in the ocean, um, with a little little bitty dink, which was very cold, but she didn't mind it. So <laughs> I love that.
0: Oh, okay. Hey, before we get into the gold and the deep and the, um, while we're why why we are here, hey, I you have taught me so many gems of things that I will take for the rest of my life, like to. Lift my eyelashes, which I still need to do. Oh, Um, (laughs) yeah. But one of the things. That was a game changer. My daughter taught me about that one. (laughs) Oh, I still need to look into that. Okay, but just for fun, one of the things you taught me. So, you know when you take a picture with a group of girls or even like with your best friend, I'm always like. I don't know what to do with my body, where do my hands go? Where does my leg go? And then you see the sorority pose and you I just feel awkward I'm like I'm not that yeah. cool. So Jody, you gave me wise advice. How do you
1: pose for a picture?
0: With your oh my
1: gosh, you make me sound. This is so great. All your <laughs> listeners are just going to really hold me in such high spiritual regard. I told you, you want to be like a chicken with two breasts and a thigh facing the camera. And I don't remember who told me that, but you know, I laughed because just in, in the past month or so after you and I were giggling about that, um, I did hear someone say there'd been an actual study on the way that women carry themselves and the confident posture of coming, you know, chest forward when you come into a room yeah. and that that fills you actually with a sense of confidence that you might or might not even have. And I thought, oh my gosh, whoever thought that? I just thought the a funny joke. <laughs> even as you're talking, I'm like starting to
0: face more forward. Yes, I know. Like- <laughs> we both need to sit up straighter as we're sitting here on our we Zoom totally call. totally do. <laughs> Okay, so people listening, if this is all that you listen to today, two breasts <laughs> and big a thigh. Big takeaway. There you <laughs> two go. Two breasts and thigh. There you go. <laughs> okay, but in all seriousness, Jody, um, you said something in a group setting to us, to me recently, that has stuck by me, and I feel like if this could be like. The one thing I leave on earth, this is what I would want. You said that your safe place is on your front porch when you pray to the Lord. And you spend so much time there. And you said, sometimes I have to reach out because God's presence is so thick. I think that he's physically there. And I just cry every time I think of that because I'm like, oh, that's what I so long for, to be so close to the Lord and to seek Him and to be in His presence that He feels (laughs) physically close. I just love that that is your testimony. That's who you are, and that's like where you spend time with Jesus. And so let's just go right into that today for um, all the listeners. You've written so many books about praying for people and praying your life, um, tell us, let's just start here. What is the importance of prayer and knowing the scripture and how has that satisfied
1: you? Oh gosh. Okay. I want, uh, you're going to have to ask me that again, cause I don't want to forget. I think that's a great question, but I want to circle back because, I wouldn't want any of your listeners to think that that's normal for me. It's not like I live on this high holy plane. It's Mm -hmm. happened a few times, much more often the dog's tail knocks my coffee cup over or the jets (laughs) go over. We, We live in a military town. We call it the sound of freedom. And so it's not, you know, this, this, this super, um, sanctified spot, but because I do spend time with the Lord in that place, a lot of times on the porch, um, I think my mind begins to have a very familiar path, so to speak, mm. to his throne room. You know, they do brain studies now about like the cows in the cornfield. And if you go through it once, you can't even tell they've been through. But by the 20th time, you know, that pathway is marked the cows in mm. the corn or whatever you call it. And, and it's the same way with the neural pathways in our brain. And I think for my brain, going to that place to spend time with the Lord, um, because I've been there so much. It's almost like some writers call it the thin place between Mm -hmm. heaven and earth. And it's like you can begin to feel that that, uh, separation dissolve and you're closer. And so um, if if a listener is thinking, I'm not sure I quite get that, I would just say, um, grab what you need to spend time with the Lord. Grab your Bible, your journal and then maybe find a place maybe it's a chair in the corner of your bedroom you you, you and i have talked about the stories of john and charles wesley's mother who mm-hmm. she had all these kids i think i don't know some people say she had 14 i've heard 17 i guess it depends who's telling the story but she did have a bunch <laughs> of kids and she would go in the corner of her kitchen and pull her apron over her mm-hmm. head and that was her place and so it doesn't have to be uh, i mean my screen porch is, is a lovely spot but it could be a noisy kitchen but your bite you know your brain knows this is my mm-hmm. jesus time this is my time the Lord. So, um, so anyway, I just, I want to say that to make sure people know that I'm perfectly normal and I have plenty of times when I'm out (laughs) there and and I'm distracted by my grocery store list and everything else I need Mm. to think about. Um, but I do love those times when I just feel like his presence is almost tangible with me. So your question again was about, uh, say it again, your prayer, the prayer.
0: Um, how
1: has prayer and knowing the word satisfied you? Mm, Oh gosh. Okay. That is such a great question, especially in light of your book. And you and I were talking earlier how um, I, I was privileged to read an advanced copy, and I just couldn't even get through it without tearing up. And I'm not an emotional person, but I love the way you, Alyssa, in that book tell real stories, but you punctuate it with scripture. And I see how scripture permeates your life and gives you a perspective through which to view the highs and the lows. I love your story Mm -hmm. of getting the chair and having a a nasty bug and mold infested (laughs) chair, but but knowing that you have a good father who wants to Mm -hmm. satisfy you and love you with good things allowed you to make it through that really heartache of a time, which sounds silly in a chair. Your listeners are just going to read that chapter for themselves (laughs) to understand why it wasn't just a silly thing. But I think uh, to your question, being um, able to know the God of the Bible and His love for us and His power, that the idea that He is powerful mm-hmm. enough to do more than we could ever ask or imagine mm-hmm. and loving enough to want to, that allows me to go into my prayer time and bring any request to the Lord, a tiny thing or a big thing. And know that his desire is to satisfy it with good things. If you look up at the word "satisfy" in a concordance and in you know context of the Lord, you see he is our satisfier. He wants to satisfy us. It is his mm. his heart's longing to fill our lives with good things. And so when we start with that perspective, and I believe that's a perspective we get the more we press into his word, mm-hmm. um, the more we're able to bring those prayers to him and then trust his answers and trust that they're good, even if they don't show up in the timing we want or the way that we want, or we don't get what we want at all. We can still have confidence knowing that he's good and he loves us. Mm -hmm. But that comes from spending time in scripture.
0: Yes, that is so good, Jody, And I feel like that's the wrestle of um, knowing that God can satisfy and that he is good. And I love what you said that he's all powerful, but that he's also, and I think about that a lot, but then I forget sometimes the part that you mentioned that he's loving enough to want to do it. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But yes. Then, so often we think we have to
1: earn it or something, but yes. he just loves us.
0: And yes. But then the wrestle of knowing the character of God, which we learn that in the word, but then when our life and our reality doesn't turn out the way that we wanted. And we're still longing for things that aren't fulfilled yet. So can you talk a little bit about that, especially as you are, um, you've are you walked the journey a little longer than we have, I have. Um, how do you wrestle with, oh, I'm still longing for this and it's not done, but I know God's all powerful. I know that he loves me, but right. it's, why isn't right. it happening?
1: <laughs> Oh, you know, and that is such a good question. And it's actually something I talk about in um, the book that's coming out soon, Praying the Scriptures for Your Life, Mm -hmm. because we all wrestle with unanswered prayer, unmet longings, desires that don't feel satisfied. And a lot of times we think they're good desires. It's not like we're, you know, thinking, gee, I wish I had a Rolls Royce and you were and you know, you're not upset <laughs> that you don't have that, but you know, right. we think I wish I had a car that worked. That mm-hmm. seems like a good desire and, and something God would want us to have as we need to get to and from school or work or whatever. So, so it's hard when you think your desire or your prayer is for some need that would really be good for God to meet and he doesn't. Um, and I, I write about this actually in praying the scriptures for your adult children, because there was a season, and you and I were talking earlier, how if you have multiple kids, there's always somebody who seems to be okay. So if somebody's falling apart, you know, you can right. say, well, okay, <laughs> there's still some others. Well, I had a season when several of my children were walking through really hard places, mm-hmm. um, one in a friendship, one in a job, one with a position um, on a sports team they wanted and didn't get. And um, it was just... Like I was looking at their disappointments in all of these things that I thought would be good. And I took it up with the Lord. And in the book, I shared this, I say, you know, God, God, I feel, I actually feel so lame as a Christian because here I've been writing and speaking about prayer for, you know, more than 25 years and I ought to have more faith. I ought to mm-hmm. have joy. You know, why am I, why am I grieving? Why am I feeling sad about their disappointment or my own unmet longings? Cause you know, as a parent, you want good things for your kids. So it's not just their desires. It's yours as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where, whether they're four years old or 40 years old, you you still want that. And I looked at God and I just said, I, you know, I, I just feel bad. I, I, I trusted you. And he said, you know, Jody, you didn't trust me. And he didn't say it mean. He just Mm kind of said, you trusted in what you thought would be good. You trusted in your agenda. Mm -hmm. But I don't want you to want the thing. I want you to want me. I don't want you to go after the result. I want you to go after the relationship. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, I thought, you know, he's right. I've been longing for my satisfaction in the stuff more than in the savior more than in the person and then he said something else he said you know your grief and your sadness at these things is real it's not something you have to just shove down into a manhole and put the cover on i want you to bring it to me and i want you to find in me your comfort Mm -hmm. and your satisfaction and it was almost like he gave me a picture of how i felt when i had these we had all four of our kids were born within six years so there was always somebody who was falling down or getting hurt, you know, skinny, you know, having a conflict with a friend at school. And as their mom, I loved it when they came to me and brought their hurts, and when they let me hug them, or bandage them, or just give them soothing words, or just say it will be okay. Whatever it was, just embracing them physically or emotionally. And I feel like God was saying to me, "That's what I want to do with you, Jody. Your hurt is real." That was, you know, a hard thing to swallow, but bring it to me and let me comfort you. And so, so those are the two things I guess I would say as as the wrestle of unmet longings is one: um, stake your trust in God and not in the thing. And then, when you do go through those valleys and those seasons of heartache, that's okay. Don't don't try to shut the door on that. Bring it to God and say, I'm really hurting, and let Him comfort you.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. And man, that's so true. And I wrote about that in the book of how sometimes I love writing because that's how I process. And <laughs> yes, like, yeah. like, it's like, oh, that's the conclusion. Like, okay, Lord. And because um, that is such a wrestle. And I think at the end of the day, the beauty and the truth is that no matter how life plays out, is that we have been given Jesus. Like we get yeah. God, yeah. and He's the greatest gift of all. And even if our longings aren't fulfilled, our deepest needs and like our true longings to be loved and known and satisfied are fulfilled in Jesus, and that we get Him. And sometimes it's in those heartaches and disappointments that we are drawn into a deeper intimacy with Him, which is even
1: greater than the gift yeah. of what could have been. Um, Absolutely. And, and you're so right. You process through the writing and I love what you said in your book. And actually I'm just going to read, I I wrote it down here. Um, You talked about praying and just like what we've been talking about with kind of the, the waiting and the unmet longings. You said, perhaps the real gift is the time we spend beforehand asking, waiting, watching and being with Jesus. And you said, and then the time after of continuing to praise him, thank him and ask him for wisdom and help again, another waiting of learning a new dance, a new rhythm. And you go on, you say, God gives such good gifts, but the sweetest thing of all is we get God. He is our gift. And I thought that is exactly the lesson that he taught me. And it's what I would want your listeners to take away that it sounds so... um, so ephemeral and some and something you have a hard time wrapping your hands hands around because you think, yeah, but I really did want the job. I really did want the <laughs> the boyfriend. I really did want the new house, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you just think that just something you can touch and feel and use and say, This is my answer to prayer. And God is sitting there kind of saying, I know, and those things are great, but here I am and I want to love you. And there is such mm-hmm. satisfaction there.
0: Yes. Oh, amen. Okay, so hey, let's go back and talk about, because your kids are all in their 20s, is that? 20s and early 30s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're out of the house. So let's go back to when your kids were younger and you were a young mom, um, because I know a lot of our listeners are there right now. And um, how did you tell us a little bit about what life looked like. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh. Which life I looks love chaotic. those stories. <laughs> tell life us about looks the chaotic. chaos so we don't I, feel alone.
1: Yeah. Oh. You know, I've yet, to meet, I've yet to meet a young mom who feels like life isn't kind of chaotic, but I, um, yeah, we had these four kids and my husband um, worked for a company that moved us a lot. So uh, we have, I have one daughter who went to elementary school in four different states, Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also traveling a lot for this job. So here I was um, with not a lot of money. We were young. We got married young, and, and his job didn't pay a ton at that time, and so I didn't have outside help. I didn't have family nearby, and most mm-hmm. of the time, we moved to a place where I did also didn't have friends, and so I'd have these four kids and, you know, a grocery budget. I had my money in the envelope, you know, back then. I didn't even know what, of course, we never had any Apple Pay or Venmo or anything. We just had right. cash in the envelope. Uh, they're telling your listeners how old I really am and I would put them all in the car we'd go to the grocery store and I'd pile them in I tell the story in in praying the scriptures for your life and I don't even know what chapter but of the older woman who saw me with all these kids and and the macaroni and cheese and the bottle of cheap chardonnay and all this was on top of them in the cart and she looks at me and she goes Can the baby breathe under there? (laughs) I I thought I hope so. But it it was chaotic. But I will tell you the the um the takeaway from that time for me, which I've I've kind of kept with me even now, is the importance of um taking the initiative, whether you know, whether you've moved to a new town or you're in the same town you always grew up in and you're um, searching for friendships. And I know you write about that in, in Satisfied, where you talk about thinking that if you moved back to Hawaii, you'd have this instant community and all these friends, and it didn't mm-hmm. materialize right away. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things I learned when we had all these little kids and we were moving all over the place was I needed to reach out and make the first move. And I needed to mm-hmm. kind of risk rejection because, you know, I don't think anybody meant to hurt my feelings, but people are busy and they had their mm-hmm. lives. And so, I, it just took me a, a little while and a lot of asks of, Hey, you know, you want to meet up at the park, you want to go for a run, you want to get our kids together, whatever it was. But um, that was one thing I would say. And the other thing was just the importance of really pressing into God and not allowing um, the chaos to be an excuse for not spending time with Mm -hmm. him. Because, again, going back to the satisfied, that's where um, where if I could connect with him, it filled my soul. So the places that, even when I was physically worn out and emotionally strung out, there was a bedrock there that that couldn't go lower than because I knew that my Jesus was holding me there. So, yes. so I would encourage people to to just press into the Lord and and also like I went to a lot of um, different Bible studies when we'd moved to a new town because they had childcare. And I know that sounds like such a lame reason, but I met <laughs> yes. a lot of friends. So, you know, if you're listening and thinking, gee, I need a little more connection with Jesus and I need to meet some friends and I need some childcare. Your answer is find your neighborhood Bible study or your church Bible study, <laughs> jump on in because all, that's going to be a three for you. you're going to get God, you're going to get friends, you're going to get childcare. <laughs> right. Amen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, hey, I have this was off the notes. Um, I have a question for you. Just maybe a little off the side, but what would did you ever feel when you were a young mom and life was chaotic and you moved to a new town and like the lady in the grocery store tells you that question? <laughs> did you ever feel like you struggled with shame as a mom? Like, oh, like I'm not enough, my kids are crazy. Like, did you ever work, like mm-hmm. struggle with that. Cause I, and I think now a lot of us moms do, and then you add in it's social media and it's like, oh, well look at their family yeah. and my kids aren't like, <laughs> you know, I'm hiding in a yeah. closet right now. Like, did you ever struggle with that?
1: And how did you work through it? Oh my gosh. It's the, that's a, such a rich question. And there's so many ways we could go with it because the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And I I've yet to meet a young mom who doesn't, or a mom of any age who doesn't struggle with some sort of shame or sense of inadequacy, or I I'm not living up to my potential, or I could be doing better or I've wrecked my mm-hmm. kids or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I would say a couple of things to that. Um, as I looked at my children and worried that, um, you know, So and so was struggling in school or struggling with discipline, or I wasn't uh, teaching them enough character. I'll tell you what really helped there was having another mom to pray with, um, Mm -hmm. because it also helped level set that I wasn't the only one going Mm -hmm. through that. Yeah, know there's a um, international organization that I was part of called Moms in Prayer, and we'd move to these new towns, and I'd join a group, which was great because. I felt like I could come in weary and burdened and these precious women would lift up my children and me for me. So, mm. so that was good. But I also had a wiser, older woman tell me, about the concept of seasons, because I was feeling like I've all these little kids, and I can't even, you know, get my curtains hung up in my house, let alone do kind of big picture career goals or things for the Lord that I wanted to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women were were good at wanting to do things, and 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 God's gifted us and and given us talents, and we feel bad if we're not using them right then. Mm-hmm. But she said, you know, Jody, I just want to tell you about seasons. You really can do it all. You just maybe can't do it all at the same time. Yeah. And that gave me sort of permission to exhale and say, you know what? There's tons of people out there that are leading women's ministries at their church or writing books, or, you know, I'm sure if I had been in your shoes wanting to host a podcast, you know, that wasn't invented when I was younger, but but I'd look around and see all these women doing these great looking things. And And I but the reality is my kids have one mom and my husband has one wife. Nobody else on the planet can fill that role. Mm -hmm. So that had to be kind of where I invested myself most heavily when they were younger. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't feel less than about doing that because that was my highest calling. Mm -hmm. And then allowing allowing the time for God to bring these other things in, whether it was yes, I you know, I did have taught Bible studies, I have done TV stuff, I've written books. But, but I'm 58 years old. Like that didn't all happen right at the same time. And a lot of it has happened in the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, if, if you've got a dream on your heart or feeling like, oh my gosh, I would do X, Y, or Z, except that I've got all these kids and all this laundry and I can't even get out <laughs> from under it. Um, right. <laughs> that's okay. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just mm-hmm. might not happen this year. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, God, God's he gives us desires for a reason. He gives us desires for a reason because he wants to satisfy them. But I would say too that the more we spend time in scripture, the more we give him access to our hearts to hone those desires. Because I can look Mm. back at things I wanted back then when my kids were little. Here's an example. I wanted my husband to be more of an extrovert, more of a community civic person who was involved in, you know, organizations or boards or just things outside our home so that we could get invited to fancy parties and, you know, meet more people because we were in these new towns. And, yeah, and yet he's a guy who just loves his home and loves his kids and his family. Oh my gosh. Had I had what I wanted, we might be divorced now, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I shouldn't even say that Lord willing, but, but, um, but, <laughs> But my desire, God knew so much better that what I needed and what our kids needed, especially because of his job traveling, was a fully present husband and father at home. And so that's a desire that he had to shape in me and through me because, again, had I gotten what I thought I wanted, it would not have been good for our family. Um, But spending time with the Lord and letting him change my desires and see things through the lens of Scripture allowed me to see that, oh, it is a much better plan your way, God, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, and Jody I love your honesty there because I think all of us feel those exact things. And even within our marriage, wishing something was different or I wish our life looked different in this way or um, even sometimes comparing our marriages with other marriages and like what they do. And I love how you just – how you said – This was a real desire of mine, but as I sought the Lord, I realized, oh, like he knows what's best for our family. And also like Robbie, however the Lord has made him is exactly what our family needs. And he's like such a gift to our family. And I think as we spend time with the Lord, the Lord gives us his perspective, you know, and that's the sweetest thing. Like, oh Lord, you know, even better than I do. Um, Yeah. And I
1: will say, too, I wish I could learn that once and for all, (laughs) because I promise you next week I'm going to have a longing that I think is so good and so right, and God might not agree. He might Mm -hmm. have a different plan, and I know, I know that his plan will be better, but I would love to be able to get to the point where I can embrace that without even a twinge of jealousy or uncertainty, Mm -hmm. comparison with other people, any of that. But I think that's part of our wrestle here on earth. And the more we can just identify it and say, you know what? Oh, I see that feeling of inadequacy. I feel that, see that feeling of comparison. I see that unmet longing and, and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to choose to trust you in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the better we get at identifying it and making that choice, because it may never go away. We're always going to, you know, the world's full of eye candy of things that we want, but yeah. um, the more we identify it and just go, God, I trust you to be my provider. The, the better off we'll be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So good. Um, okay. So maybe we've answered this a little bit, but I want to ask it as someone who has kids that are out of the house now and who loves Jesus and has a really healthy marriage and who has walked with the Lord faithfully, what have you learned about how the Lord satisfies us?
1: Wow. Um, that. That is a good one. Um, What I've learned is the importance of having a firm foundation in your faith to know, like just to know, not to think or hope or wish, but to Mm -hmm. know that God is good, that he loves us, and that his desire really is, as scripture says over and over, to satisfy us with good things. If we start from that, like as our fact... All of the other longings and and hardships, the rocky places in our lives, and you know nobody has a a life that doesn't have rocky places. And if you look across the church pew and see somebody on the other side that looks like she's got it all together, I promise you, you're not seeing the whole picture. We all have bumps Mm -hmm. and we all get bruised. Mm -hmm. But when we start with that place of we really do, as that song says, have a good, good father – it allows us to have that freedom from the worry and the fear that's going to try to cripple us, steal our joy, fill us with what if. And so just looking back, would I say things always went the way I thought? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But would I say that God was faithful and that he was good? Absolutely yes. Mm -hmm. So I just think we need to kind of um, have that as our sticking place, you know, the place where we screw our courage and our trust and our faith to the fact that he's good and he's loving and he wants Mm -hmm. to provide for us. Um, and, and that, because that will give us that sense of security. And the other thing that um, I guess the older I get, the more I appreciate is the value of perseverance, of mm-hmm. stick to of trusting even in the face of the storm kind of thing. Right now, I have a daughter who's getting married in less than two months, and we're still dealing with some COVID restrictions that are making the wedding plans not. Um, her heart's desire not what we'd always envisioned for her and you know we're praying that that will change that things will lift that we'll be able to celebrate the way she wants to Um, but that's an area where I just feel like God is saying that Hebrews 10 says you know you need to persevere so when you've done the will of God you will receive what he has promised does it mean he promised me the wedding exactly that we have mapped out not necessarily but has He promised us his satisfaction as good things Mm -hmm. absolutely he has so the word for me in that um, is persevere, hang in there, keep trusting him, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so whatever, you know, your listeners are, are dealing with, that they're facing that uncertainty or facing that struggle, um, persevere, just just hold on to the Lord and put one foot in front of the other and say, I trust you to fulfill this. Um, mm-hmm. And one prayer I've prayed a lot is God, either answer this desire or take it away. Yeah. You know, like, don't make, don't make me wrestle forever. Mm-hmm. And if that new house or that new job or that, you know, act, that whatever it is in my marriage um, is not your plan for me, would you please, please just shift that and take it away? Mm-hmm. Um, giving him permission to work on me that way.
0: Yes. That was the question that I had for you. And I love that you went there, but let's go just a little further about perseverance. Um, Cause, and I've, you've heard me say this before. One of my biggest, like not my biggest, but one of my most common prayers is that the Lord would find me faithful, that I would be faithful as a mom, faithful as a wife, faithful as a believer of the Lord, especially as you get older, you see people fall away or their marriages fall apart or all those things. Like I just want to be faithful. Mm -hmm. So as someone who is a little farther ahead, how do you persevere? How do you stay faithful um, in the the seasons and in the roles that god has given you
1: well first of all i want to say i love that that's your prayer and your heart's desire is Mm -hmm. to be found faithful you know so often i think we get it confused with i want to be found good i want to be found perfect i want Mm -hmm. to be found you know any of these things and god is saying no no my job is to shape that in you your job is to keep coming to me even when you fall down even when you blow it as we all do (laughs) you know like we lose our temper with our kids the faith, we might say, I'm not a good mom. Okay. The faithful mom gets up, acknowledges that, says, Lord, will you forgive me? And I'm going to count on the fact that your power to redeem is way better than my power to wreck in our family. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to trust you to redeem even that. So I love that your heart is for faithfulness. In a way, I think that that has been um, built up in me. And again, I still have miles to go. I would never say I have a corner on faithfulness, Mm -hmm. but, um, is doing. I think in your book, you talk about Ann Boscamp's 1,000 Gifts and the, rec- the gratitude journaling. Mm-hmm. I love to begin um, my times with the Lord every day or even during the day if I have a, a flash of anxiety or disappointment mm-hmm. by remembering his faithfulness in the past. And I write that down, you know, even if it's something simple, like, OK, I'm I don't I need shoes for my daughter's wedding. We're going to be out in a field. And so they have to be, you know, wedges or, or block heels or something. And I'm not a shopper. Well, I ordered some from Nordstrom that weren't very expensive and they arrived yesterday and they fit. So this morning I started my gratitude <laughs> journal and I wrote. Oh, under half his faithfulness, I throw my shoes, so it doesn't have to be like you know this this big spiritual landmark. Yes. But I think that seeing his goodness in the little everyday moments mm-hmm. of life, and maybe it's a big thing. Maybe you've been longing to get pregnant, and he's allowed you to conceive. That's his faithfulness mm-hmm. too. Um, and and so by beginning your day with just saying, and even you a, a, a habit might be think of three things. Just think of three things yeah. that happened yesterday or this week and begin that way. So I think that is a a way that can keep us in our lane and build our gratitude um, so that even when we don't see what he's doing, uh, we can trust that he's there. Um, And really that's the essence of faithfulness, isn't it? To just keep coming back even when we're not sure. Hebrews 11, faith is the Mm -hmm. evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things not seen, right? We don't necessarily see. We can't always figure God out when we keep coming to him, that's, that is faithfulness.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I was just reading in Psalm 145 this morning, which is one of my favorite Psalms, but I haven't read it in so long. And I've always loved this verse. It says the Lord is faithful in all his words and kind Mm -hmm. in all his works. And I just, I just was sitting with that with that truth for a little bit this morning, like, Lord, everything you say you are faithful to yeah, and yeah. everything you do, you are kind, like your heart yeah. is merciful and you long to help us. And I just think that, and I love what you said, just writing what you're thankful for. I need to um, bring that practice back into place, but I just
1: love that. I love that Psalm 145. What translation is that, that you were saying where it's kind? The you know, what trans- ESV. You ESV, because I yeah. I often read NIV and that verse, um, if I'm quoting it right, I'm not looking at it, but it says the Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. Yeah. And there again, that idea that he loves us, he's loving toward mm. us. And whether mm. it's expressed in his kindness in the ESV or yeah. his love in the NIV, in either way, we are just receiving that blessing. So mm,
0: I love that so much. Okay. Um Oh man, I have so many questions for you, Jody. But I know that our time is running short. Um, let's do two more. How do you? How do you now, or even back then, daily find satisfaction in Jesus?
1: That that is good. Um, my daily satisfaction would be what we talked about earlier of just spending that time. Um, in the word. And I do have the luxury now that I'm an empty nester of having longer spans of time to your young mom listeners. I would say do make some time. um, But don't beat yourself up. If you don't have that half hour, that 45 minutes, that time will come. Um, I, I often tell young moms, you know, spend time with the Lord while you're folding the laundry, you can be saying, I pray that you'd clothe my children with kindness and compassion even as you're folding their clothes. You know, I I used Mm -hmm. to use my kids clothes as prompts for what I wanted their character to be clothed with. Mm -hmm. Or when you're, cutting up fruit for their snacks, to be able to think about the fruit of the Spirit that Galatians 5 talks about with love, joy, peace. You say, Lord, give my children the Holy Spirit. Let His fruit be manifest in their lives, His kindness, His goodness, His patience, His self-control. That was a big one. My kids needed self-control. Yeah. Um, so so that is something I would say, um, finding satisfaction. I think there's no substitute for time in his word and you and I have a friend um, Elisa Keaton and she talks about the difference, She's, she's into fitness and nutrition and she talks about the difference between fast food and snack food and really nourishing food and I do think in our spiritual lives we can try to get by on that fast food of a of a Bible quote we see on Instagram or, you know, something, and there's nothing wrong with those good little snacks, but there's no substitute for the deeper, more nourishing stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the other way I think we find satisfaction is in community. Um, And I would encourage folks to look at their friends. Uh, Hebrews 3.13 says, encourage one another daily. And uh, seek out friends who will encourage you and friends you can encourage. And if you find yourself part of a friend group where the conversations are not um, super life-giving, mm-hmm. maybe um, ask God to open up some other doors, because that is such a way that I find satisfaction in Jesus. Vertically, yes, in that vertical relationship in my Bible time with him, but super horizontally as I fellowship with other believers in community, because that really is what completes us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you know, if you don't have a couple of those friends that, that share your faith and can spur you on and hold you accountable, you know, we were talking too about how What it looks like in your daily time. Um, For me, the things that make it work are having a plan so that I'm not getting up and going, I don't know what I'll read today. But, you know, having a a Bible reading plan, having a journal. I am a journaler. Not everybody is. My husband never writes down a thing and he has a great time with the Lord. So if that's (laughs) not your thing, that's fine. Um, And then a friend, somebody that maybe is reading right along with you, somebody, you maybe have a weekly check-in call just to kind of say, what's God showing you? What's he showing you? How can I pray for you? Um, Those things really, really help find satisfaction and and keep you on track.
0: I love that. How can, okay, here's another question (laughs) that I think of a lot. How can we uh, teach, instruct, show our kids that Jesus satisfies? Like all I want (laughs) as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. is to give Jesus to my kids. Like when I'm in worship and we're singing about how we adore the Lord, like I'm going to cry thinking about it. we adore the Lord and like right. he is everything right. to us. And then I look at my kids, I'm like, this is all that I want for them. I mean, obviously I want yeah. them to be healthy and have healthy no, lives. No, no, no,
1: you're right. Yeah, you know. No, but the number one thing we want is that they would have that saving relationship with the Lord. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, in fact, before I wrote Praying the Scriptures for Your Children, I interviewed people to see what they wanted for their kids. And you're right, people wanted good sibling relationships and health mm-hmm. and safety and things like wisdom and all that. But the number one thing is that that relationship with the Lord and how we we encourage our kids to see it. Um, you know, you tell the story in a book. I think it was Canon's birthday during COVID, maybe. Yeah. Was that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, and it, it couldn't happen the way you wanted, but but neighbors and friends came by and his you know, little eyes lit up and was just like, "Is this all for me?" Mm-hmm. And you were so alert at that moment to say, "Yes, Can, and that's how much God loves you. This is for you." And so, I think a way that we can help our kids—and honestly, this is something parents ask me all the time when I speak—they, they're like, "I don't know. How do I teach my kids?" And and there is a whole section on how you teach your kids God's word and how to pray it in the back of the Praying the Scriptures for Your Children book. But um, how how we Um, let them know that satisfaction is doing exactly what you did of just pointing it out in the little day in and day out moments of, isn't this cookie great? Oh my gosh. Do you think God had fun when he was inventing chocolate and vanilla? You know, just letting him see God as the source of the good things um, in your daily little conversations, not in even the big things, yes. If God provides a new house for your family to live in, that is a satisfaction. But how about the little things? Isn't it so nice that Johnny invited you to to play today? Um, God is so good because He knows we need friends.
0: Mm, you know, yeah. Those little, kids. and yeah. I love that. And I think we need I need a reminder <clears throat> of that as a mom because sometimes you can see I can be burdened by all the big things <laughs> instead of just sure. like, how does the Lord meet us each day in this everyday moment? And. I mean, let's be honest, food is like the way to Cannon's heart. And
1: so I love that you're like. That was a good thing. (laughs) No, but I love that too, because in Praying the Scriptures for Your Life, there's a chapter in there on praying for parking places. And I know that's one of those classic cliches that people roll their eyes. But I think (laughs) that's an example of the little things, you know, that you just, we want to become people who are grateful
0: Mm -hmm. when God
1: opens up a parking place, or we're grateful when you get shoes from Nordstrom and they fit, you know, yeah. what? A, like we want to live with that sense of gratitude mm-hmm. so that it's not just the big things, but it's in the little daily blessings. Mm-hmm. So be alert to that. Yeah. Yes. And that's like one of the biggest
0: things is I want my kids to be grateful too, and not entitled. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yesterday we were coming down the mountain. I was like, we had a really special day. I was like, guys, tell me three things you're thankful for. And, Canon is so tenderhearted, so he was saying all the things and then but two of the three were like, We got cake today and we had a tea party with all those other we had two cakes today, Mom, two cakes. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: you know what I think that's great. Like like you might think that's that's shallow or something, but wouldn't God delight in us saying, Wow, I had two cakes today Mm because he's the giver of cake. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So true.
0: Oh, okay. Hey, one more question before we wrap up. And this one can be maybe a little deeper, but, um, or not deeper, but
1: I was going to say, I feel like
0: maybe a little more vulnerable. Um, is there anything now in your life right now in this season or way that you struggle to find satisfaction in the Lord or any like hardships, distractions that you, and you don't have to share everything, but just like, even now in this season with kids out of the house and you're, you walked with the Lord for so long, like what does it look like now maybe versus even then of still having some wrestles and like, but knowing who the Lord is.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, and I think we've, we've touched on that a little bit when I say, I don't think you ever learn it all the way. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be wonderful if you just got to the place where you say, I am satisfied. Put a period there. We're always going to have a wrestle because we live in a fallen world and there's stuff that happens that disappoints us or angers us or hurts us. And especially when it's something with your children, you know, when when you see them have a hurt, that's a wrestle for me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I'm wrestling with the wedding planning because it's my daughter's life. I think it'd be easier if it were my wedding, you know? Mm, Yeah. And it's your child who's left out at school and has no one to sit with at lunch or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that is a hurt and that is a wrestle. And you just want to say, Lord, be the satisfier, be the redeemer, be the provider. Um, And I just, I guess I would go back to, what I said at the beginning, um, which was just the idea that we can find satisfaction in him. And sometimes that's going to look like I got two cakes today and I'm just Mm -hmm. bursting with joy. (laughs) And sometimes it's going to look like, hey, daddy, can I climb into your lap and feel your embrace around me because the hurts right there. Um, But I need you to satisfy me with your presence. And golly, isn't that a great prayer? Lord, Mm -hmm. satisfy, you know, King David, satisfy me in the morning with your unfailing love. Mm -hmm. And if we woke up every day and just said, Lord, let me be satisfied with you today. That's a prayer he delights to answer, isn't it? It's a prayer he delights to answer. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that, Jody.
1: Thank you so much for all that you
0: shared today. I wish we had more time because I could ask so many more questions. Um, but hey, for listeners who want to follow along with all that you're doing and your family, can you tell them where to find you? And oh, yeah. thank you. I
1: love I love following along, and I I love to connect with people. Um, where I'm probably most active is on Instagram, and it's just mm-hmm. Jody underscore Burnt B E R N D T. Um, but I also have a, a website, jodyburnt.com, where folks can sign up to get a newsletter that comes out not lot, often, it's maybe twice a month, it might come out a little bit more now that I've got a new book coming out, but um, with prayer prompts and things, and there's a lot of free resources on there. We, I was saying earlier, when you said, you know, how do we teach our kids? That's something that so many parents have asked me. So the website has all kinds of free downloads, like prayer calendars and little prayer cards you can put by your kid's bedside. Um all that kind of thing. I just want to make it doable and easy and fun because I think God is so fun and I want us to know that and I want our kids to know that. So all that stuff's available at jodyburnt.com. Thank you for asking. Okay.
0: And your new book comes out. It's Praying the Scriptures for Your Life.
1: Praying the Scriptures for Your Life releasing June 8th. It's available for pre-order now. But um, And that's one that, you know, all the other books are are really specifically targeted to parents. And most of my readers are moms. And the life one is one that like, I look forward to my adult children reading it. I look forward to giving it to friends who don't have kids. Um, There is stuff in there for marriage and parenting and all of that too. Mm -hmm. But if somebody doesn't have children, um, it's a way to, hey, this is how the Bible relates to your life, even yeah. outside the, the parenting realm. So financial decisions, using time and money, you mm-hmm. know, living without worry, all of that's in there.
0: Yes. And guys, I've read it. It is so good. I cannot wait to <laughs> have forgot. that. I forgot you have read yes. it. That's true. Thank you and for I that. Think, and I, I'm so excited to reread it and have it in my hands and to be able to pray through it. But one thing that stuck out with me, um, and I mean, it's so good. It's so rich, but I love how you're voice and your personality came out and just, it was so fun. Like it was, I was laughing throughout it, which you wouldn't, oh. I wasn't expecting. Um, and As I read it, I'm like, oh, I just love Jody and her heart and how real you are. And it just is a really, mm. it's not only so rich and deep, but it's also a really fun read and how oh, you can great. mingle those two is
1: such a gift. So, I'm so excited for it to come out. Thank you for that. Thank you. Lord bless you, And So, likewise, I'm satisfied. I just can't wait to get it for everybody I know. I really love Aww, that book.
0: Thank you, Jody. Well, thank you
1: so much for being on today. Thank
0: you. Lord bless. Hey guys, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. This episode was so good. Each one of these series is just gold. I love what everyone brings to the table, what they share. I was so encouraged by them and I hope you are too satisfied the book comes out june 15th i cannot wait it's going to be a huge party if you have not ordered your copy today make sure you pre-order it anywhere books are sold and go to satisfiedbook.com to get your pre-order goodies tag me take pictures i cannot wait to see them it's been so fun to be along this journey with you guys thank you for being here